fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. It is the day you've been looking forward to. It's a Friday. Welcome in. Thanks for hanging out with us today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas. On our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Boy, I tell you, the news never stops, does it? The headlines never end. There is some wild stuff going on. Do you know there are some student loans that could be forgiven here relatively soon? That's interesting. Why is that? Not because the government, well, although the government's pushing it, Elizabeth Warren's trying to make this happen because she really wants her student loan forgiveness program to happen, but that's not why. It's really because there was a lawsuit between numerous states and Navient that was former Sally May that said that they were signing on student loans to individuals that couldn't afford them. Now, who's that going to entail? I don't know. There's not a whole lot of details. I have Navient student loans. Maybe they can wipe some of those off there. Probably not. Because, well, I'm a conservative. By golly, you signed up for me. Which, I agree. You sign up for him, you pay him. And I know that you're maybe not as mature as what you need to be at that age. But at the same time, you should realize signing on for a $30,000 student loan probably isn't the best idea. But, goes to say, I did it myself. And that's why I'm sitting on $60,000 of student loan debt myself. Welcome into the show. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. There's a lot of news we're going to try and cram into this program in our one hour of content like we usually do every day. Yesterday, we focused a lot on the Supreme Court decision from the U.S. Supreme Court on vaccine mandates for companies with over 100 employees. They shut it down. However, they did allow the healthcare industry to continue to mandate the vaccines for nurses and doctors and the healthcare professionals. Not the best win there. And I said yesterday that although I am sad about it, it's not necessarily a surprise just because of the fact that they already were mandated to take a lot of shots. And a lot of doctors and nurses didn't necessarily, and they weren't necessarily always enforced, but a lot of them chose to do so, but they a lot of them didn't as well. And you would have that ability to decide on what you want to take at the flu shot or not the flu shot, for example. But just like the military, healthcare professionals really are those that are kind of the guinea pigs so whenever things come out, they just kind of have to take it because they're in the public limelight and they're there with these sick patients and they have to protect themselves and they use all these other excuses. But now there's a massive walkout, apparently. According to the ChicagoBusiness.com, there are lots of walkouts of uh, nurses striking, not necessarily because of the vaccine mandate, but what it's actually led to. And I think that's something worth discussing, is it not? I mean, of course, should you be mandated to take a vaccine? No, you shouldn't have to. We've gone down that road a million times. We don't need to talk about it again because it's kind of old news and people are sick and tired of talking about that issue. But what has it led to? We've heard news reports all over the country that there are a shortage of hospital workers right now, staff, because of the overrunning number of COVID patients in the hospitals, which, again, not true. It's not true. But uh, there are a slight increase in some areas. A lot of them aren't because of COVID. It's just because of normal people going in there, and then you get one or two COVID patients. They're like, oh, we don't have room for you. We're full. We're booked. We're overflowing. And it's because of COVID. And that's been the narrative from the media for a really long time. But... Now there's something different. Now 
the healthcare workers are mandated to get the vaccine. Healthcare workers leave because they don't want to get the vaccine. There's less workers at the hospital. There's a normal amount of patients coming into the hospitals, and now they say they're overwhelmed. And I got to admit, I feel really, 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 really bad for those healthcare workers that are still there trying to hold it all up and not being able to because they're short staffed, because the hospital bureaucrats and administrators made the really stupid decision to say that they were going to let go of hospital workers because they didn't get the vaccine. I mean, you have the right to do so. But then don't complain that you're overrun with staffing issues that puts more pressure on the ones that did try to help you out and did oblige by it, and then they're stuck with a really, really bad situation. It's kind of like any other industry. You work at a assembly line factory, for example. You work in a trucking industry. Uh, the product that you need to ship as a trucker does not go down. But there are now less trucks on the road because people didn't want to get vaccinated. There was a headline Uh, What was it, yesterday, I believe, that came out of the Canadian government that said that U.S. uh, truck drivers must be fully vaccinated in order to cross the Canadian border with their shipments of cargo that are going up into the country. Really dumb decision. It's Canada. They try to play nice. That's what they do. Here's the crazy part. Canadian truck drivers are not obligated to be under the same regulation. They don't have to get vaccinated while the uh, Mexican and American truck drivers driving into Canada with their cargo have to be. Now, their policy beforehand was that they had to be quarantined for two weeks, and and then obviously that would cause some issues in order for them to be able to drive and then be able to take the cargo up there. That kind of causes a delay on issues, does it not? Same thing with the healthcare workers here. As a company, you can't say, we have a lot of inventory we need to go through. And the hospital staff, obviously, that's the, the inventory would be the patient. We have a lot of them to go through. We're going to cut half of our staff because they won't do what we tell them to, and then we're going to complain that we don't have enough people to do what we need to do. Who put that burden onto you? That would be yourself for those that are a little bit slow on the roll there. That would be yourself with individual responsibility. You can't cut yourself short and then say that you're cut short because that's really dumb. We need to get back to what they like to say is personal Responsibility. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I find that ironic. And I feel, I got to admit, again, I feel horrible for the healthcare providers that are still there trying to handle this. They've handled this for two years now without vaccinations for the first year, year and a half. And then now all of a sudden it's an issue. And while you've been dealing with COVID patients for the last two years, now all of a sudden you're not allowed to deal with COVID patients unless you're vaccinated for COVID. Doesn't make any sense. And the last time I checked, I don't remember hearing about healthcare professionals that were doctors or nurses that were the ones dying from COVID either. They were the ones helping COVID patients, and sure, they would get it, but you would think that would be a major headline. Maybe it happened. I'm sure it did somewhere, but I hasn't been a big talking point of the mainstream media. Healthcare workers dying from COVID because there's so many, you know, un, un, irresponsible, unvaccinated COVID patients going to the hospital, contracting it to the nurses, and then letting them die when they were trying to save your you-know-what. That hasn't happened. You know, you know the mainstream media would say that if that was actually the case happening. Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to today. That's my COVID story for the day. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I know people are really burnt out and tired about the COVID-19 discussion. Bottom of the hour, we have Justin Olson. He is a U.S. Senate candidate coming out of the state of Arizona. He's a former state legislator there. We'll talk about his campaign as he's running on the national level now. What's going on in Arizona? We have a lot of listeners in Arizona, so thank you for hanging uh, hanging out out there as well. And uh, we'll talk about some of the issues going on in the state and what uh, has gotten him into the national scene uh, going on. So we'll talk with him here in just a little bit. At the same time, I want to talk about the other major issue that happened yesterday we didn't get a chance to talk about. 
And that was, of course, the big uh, health care or the voting rights bill. And I say that with the air quotes, the voting rights issue. Because the voting rights issue, apparently, according to Democrats, is the number one most important issue that is out there. It's not the massive flood of Im- illegal immigrants coming across the border. It's not the economic collapse of the nation based on spending way too much damn money. It's not about their disastrous you know, quantitative easing where they just feel like printing money and injecting it into the system and thinking that it's going to work. Uh, it's not a tho- none of those issues that are actually real issues. No, it's the voting rights issue because they say that Republicans are uh, infringing upon people's right to vote, which is really stupid because that's not the case. We had more people turn out in the last election than ever before. I mean, Joe Biden even claims that he got 84 million votes, which is just laughable because he can't get 20 people to a rally. <laughs> Golly, he got 84 million people to, uh, to go out and turn out and vote for him. And then state said, wait a second. Whether it was an effect on the election or not, or the outcome of the election or not, we need to make sure that people aren't voting twice, dead people aren't voting, illegal aliens aren't voting. Let's tighten up the system a little bit here. Let's have a little bit of transparency. Let's have a little bit of conformity here. And let's just tighten the belt up a bit. But that's not good. And with how low the polls are for the Democrats right now, they are in panic mode. So the House yesterday, at the same time the Supreme Court case decision came out, the House of Representatives yesterday passed... Yes, they did. They passed it on the House floor with a partisan line vote. No Republican voted for the bill, but voted for the voting rights, again, air quotes, bill, and it's sitting in the Senate now. Now, the big discussion is, will it go through the Senate? I have my hopes and dreams as an eternal optimist that it doesn't pass, but we'll see. I'm the eternal optimist. I'll really hope that things are going to turn out okay. I really hope that it gets shot down and it's another major failure on the Biden administration that's sitting at a near 30% approval rating nationwide. I'm going to be optimistic on that front, but I don't know. It comes down to the filibuster vote that's still causing an issue. Good news, there are Democrats that are smart enough to realize this may not be the best way to go because if you get rid of this filibuster, for again, the those, those that don't know the filibuster, It is instead of getting a simple majority vote in the Senate with a 51 to 49 vote, you have to get 60 votes, which means right now they would have to win over 10 Republicans in order to support this, which they're not going to get, obviously. So their idea, let's get rid of the filibuster. Let's do a simple majority vote because it is that important. Now, Republicans, rightly so, have said that if you try to get rid of the filibuster, you won't even be able to turn on the lights. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Just to turn on the lights and do business in the chamber of the U.S. Senate, you have to get a consensus vote from all the senators to be allowed to do that. One person that says no, and it's gone. If they get rid of the filibuster, the Republicans have threatened to shut the Senate down, essentially, and not even be able to turn on the lights. Now, is it a baseless threat? Probably. It's coming from Mitch McConnell, so I don't have a whole lot of trust in it. But he said it multiple times. He said it when they first got into office with Joe Biden last year, and he said it just a couple days ago as well. So I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I'm a little bit skeptical. It's kind of the girlfriend that keeps coming back over and over, the boyfriend that keeps coming back over. I promise I've changed this time. Okay. I still like you, so I'll let you back in, but there's a big wall there. I'm not quite sure whether you've actually changed or not. Mitch McConnell, I know you can't change. I know that you're not going to change your ways because you're kind of, you know, the old crusty guy with marbles in your mouth that sounds like a squirrel when you talk, but I have optimistic faith that you will hold up to your end of the bargain right now because if you do, then it's going to turn out very favorably to Republicans in the midterm elections just 10 months from now. If you don't, 
there's going to be a lot of really upset Republican voters nationwide to where I don't know if you'll be gone because you've got a nice little safe haven in Kentucky for whatever reason, but uh, you will at least ruin a lot of Republican chances to get the majority because we don't trust you. The last time you had the majority in the House and the Senate, you kind of screwed up a lot of stuff. And that was the first two years of the Trump administration where we could have gotten a lot done, but yet we were our own worst enemy. We had Ben Sass out of Nebraska. We had Lisa Murkowski. We had Susan Collins. We had John McCain. We had Jeff Flake. We had a lot of Republicans that really didn't like the Trump administration, and we ended up shooting ourselves in the foot, not repealing Obamacare, not doing a round two of the tax cuts, not actually stopping a lot of the uh, progressive agenda. We did that as Republicans. So if you backtrack again, you're going to have to work really, really hard to win our support. And you've already kind of sort of lost it when you temporarily suspended the filibuster for that Build Back Better plan. You and every 18 Republicans that voted to suspend that in the U.S. Senate, shame on you. And you guys need to be out of office, honestly, just for that move right there. Luckily, there was one Democrat that still stopped it, and you guys looked foolish with a slap in the face, along with those Democrats that tried to ram it through. But shame on you for even suspending it temporarily. Don't you ever do that again. Can we just come to a common consensus? Don't you ever do that again. I think, personally, the filibuster should be permanent. All the time. Regardless of what party's in there, Every time that we have a vote in the Senate, it should be a filibuster vote where you have to get at least 60. Learn to work together. Learn to find common ground. Learn to find the ways to compromise like we used to do. And then actually pass it with a vast majority of 60 votes in the U.S. Senate. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday. Got to enjoy it. Wrapping up the week, right? Most people getting off right now, depending if you're listening to us live across the nation. We do have the live stream going as well. We have the podcast that will be uploaded shortly. People enjoying that one as well. Thanks for subscribing to that. You can find us on our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on all the social media sites. It's all the same for all of them, along with our website at HoosierReason.com. Got to give a shout out. Last night, had a lot of fun after the program. As soon as I got done here in Wichita, Kansas, where I'm based, drove about two hours south down into Oklahoma for the... OK2A, the Oklahoma Second Amendment Association in Garfield County. I got to go and enjoy those guys and uh, and talk a little bit, and I love it. I, that was the first time I've actually gotten out and been able to speak in front of people for a while. So it was a lot of fun. Had a great time. Got to meet some really, really cool people. I really appreciate them inviting me down to come and say hi to them, and uh, hopefully they enjoyed that that much as well. So that was really great. If you do have things like that uh, to MC or to speak, I love to do that. You can do so uh, by reaching out at network at gmail.com. But thanks again to the opportunity there. It was really fun talking about not just Second Amendment issues, but just uh, really what we've been talking about on the radio here is just self-dependence, self-independence. The crossroads that we're in between I'm a victim, I can't live my life, government, please take care of me when something bad happens in my life, government, it's your responsibility, you need to take care of me. That mindset as opposed to the, like, I'm just going to figure it out myself. I'm going to do it myself. And I tell you what, when it comes to Second Amendment issues and gun issues, that's kind of the number one way to do it. I'm going to figure it out myself. I'm not going to wait to be shot up in my home or have my house or my business robbed and wait for the government, a.k.a. the police, as much as we love them and respect them, to come and do the autopsy afterwards because they're kind of a day late and a dollar short. So we're going to figure it out ourselves. We are going to protect ourselves, and there's no one that can try and tell us otherwise because the right to life is like, you know, the number one thing that we should be focused on, right? So I tell you, the three pillars of conservatism, life, liberty, private property. I am about as limited government as I could, as you could potentially get, and you can do just about anything you want to as long as you do not infringe upon someone else's life, liberty, and private property. You cannot, you cannot kill them, you cannot take away their individual sovereignty, and you cannot take their private property, a.k.a. their possessions. You don't do those things, you pretty much should have free reign to do just about everything else. And that's really what the conservative principles are about. And I'm telling you, reaching out to a younger crowd, reaching out to another demographic of individuals, I've said this for a long time, I am desperate to try and work with libertarians to get them back into the Republican Party. I know you've been screwed a lot of times. Ron Paul was ran out of the party. Rand Paul has almost been run out of the party. If you're on that libertarian mindset, you have been duped and you have been taken advantage of. You have been attacked viciously for a really long time for your mindset of just leave me alone and let me do my thing. But obviously the libertarian third party thing isn't working out. You don't get any uh, national election victories. You barely get any statewide election victories across the nation. You need to come in with a bigger voice and conservatives and libertarians can put some of their issues aside, some of the social issues and whatever uh, differences aside, work together for the major issues. Then we can squabble about the small things. Let's work together and find those. And I'm telling you, as much as it's off-putting for many individuals, especially in the older crowd, I'm sorry, but when you see the uh, guy or the gal that's working at a tattoo parlor with the major like gauge earrings that I just find crazy, you know, with the nose ring and the tattoos that cover their neck and their entire head, let me tell you, I don't know if you're aware or not, they're not much into conformity. 
<laughs> they're not really into the whole conforming thing, which means to me that's a voting base that's been untapped by the conservative movement. We need to reach out to that crowd and be like, hey, I know that you don't want to live by the rules and standards of others. You just want to do your own thing. That's a conservative principle. Let's set aside the weird little issues. Let's work together here, find some common ground, and beat the ones that won't let us live our life the way we want to. The way that I want to, the way that you want to, let's find ways to work together here because it's the power in numbers and the power in the voice, and we can do that. So, okay, 2A, you guys are awesome down in Oklahoma. Had a lot of fun last night. Let's continue to grow this. Let's continue to reach out to new people, find new crowds, by find younger demos that just want to be left alone and use them to fight the establishment no socialist nuts. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you're on. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday. You finally made it. Feeling good today. I realized I had my bullet points of what I was going to talk about today, and I haven't covered any of it yet. I mean, uh, we covered the filibuster stuff, which, as I mentioned, thank God that uh, we have the filibuster. I really think it needs to be permanent. 60 votes across the board. All the time. Republicans look really bad if we fight right now to keep it and then we end up repealing it if we get the majority later. We can't be doing that. Democrats, they've said the same thing. We've been playing the quotes from Barack Obama and from Chuck Schumer and from those before that are like, repealing the filibusters are a really dumb idea. You need to learn to work together. And now they're saying, if you don't do it, this is like a make or break end of the world. They're really taking the Barack Obama approach of the Fast and Furious. We need to do this right now. And if you don't do it right now, then you're probably the worst person on the face of the earth. I'm telling you, reaching out to new crowds, trying to widen that base, not from watering down our values, but by enforcing our values, explaining our values to other people, and then making people interested in them. Our pol- our ideas as conservatives, as libertarians, if you on, on the, I'm kind of a conservatarian, I guess, but uh, as a conservative... You explain our policies and our values and what we stand for, not what corrupt people have done in the past that give us bad names and reputations, but what we actually stand for. We win every time. Every single time we win. There's not a single time that a progressive socialist would be like, yeah, I won that debate on policy and on on topic. Yeah, right. May have won on emotion. May have won on fear politics, but he didn't win on actual logic. 
work in progress. One thing I will say that is, is my movement has always been trying to bring libertarians back into the Republican Party to work together with conservatives to have a spine and actually have values to get rid of the rhinos that are in the party. It's been a work in progress. And one ways that one thing that I think conservatives and libertarians can always find common ground on is the economy. Because look at our economy right now. Inflation officially hitting 7% year over year for the month of January. It continues to climb. We're going to see inflation rates sitting at like Jimmy Carter era here relatively soon, which is a really scary thought. How do we get our economy back on track? We're still going through COVID. We're seeing inflation rates. We're seeing supply chain issues. It's a complete disaster. That's why we have our next guest. Super excited to talk with him. What's trending today? I am really excited to have this guy on with us here. He is a former state legislature in the state of Arizona. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate coming out of Arizona, which I love the state of Arizona. I've always wanted to go to the state of Arizona, but I will say Arizona kind of got a bad rep on the federal level when we had John McCain and Jeff Flake kind of representing and ruining Trump's plans the first two years of his administration. Can we get things back on track? Excited to have this guy on the program, Justin Olson. Justin, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. You're absolutely right. We've got to get things back on track. Yeah, Arizona, I love the state, and you guys have some of the best Second Amendment gun rights in the in the country in the state of Arizona. But when it comes to some of the federal representation, you guys have kind of been a little rocky on those. I'll, I'll never forget, and God rest his soul, I mean, uh, I respect the hell out of him for what he did for the country, but when John McCain had been off for such a long time and then walked onto the Senate floor, killed the repealing of the Obamacare bill at the federal level to spite Trump and then went back home to Arizona and didn't do anything else. Like, that's a bad taste when that's the representation that we have. No, it's so frustrating. You know, many of us, particularly here in Arizona, have been let down by conservatives who claim to be conservative on the campaign trail. They promise that they're going to vote to defund Obamacare, defund Planned Parenthood, cut your taxes, and then they get to Washington, D.C., and they cave to the establishment. They disappoint all of the electorate that they made promises to, you know, and that's why I'm running, because I don't just make promises. I keep them. You know, I served in the state legislature where I did those things. I cut the income taxes. I defunded Obamacare. I defunded Planned Parenthood. I passed the first structurally balanced budget that the state had seen in years. We've got to elect folks that have that proven track record of having a backbone and standing up to the establishment and telling the liberal radical left to pound sand. Yeah. It's a major issue, and that's what needs to happen. Right now, we're in an economy where businesses are trying to come back. We have inflation that's hit 7%. We have a workforce that doesn't want to get back into the workforce right now because of social programs. Or they say uh, it's they say it's because of the wage war. We're trying to raise minimum wage. I think it's really because of the vaccine mandates that, I, that thankfully were shot down by the Supreme Court a couple days ago. But we have an economy wavering right now can, of can we get back on track, or is it going to be this way for a while? From your thoughts, Justin, I mean, where do we go from here with the economy and how do we get things opened up full circle again? Yeah, you know, it's common sense. We've got to get back to our roots. We've got to get back to those principles that made our economy the strongest economy that the world has ever seen. I mean, these are the principles that they were articulated so well by Adam Smith in 1776 and continued through our founding and through the greatest generation, through Ronald Reagan. And yet we now are turning our back on these principles of limited government, of free markets and free enterprise. And we're going down the path that we've seen so many other countries follow. And every time these policies of big government have been tried, they failed. We can look to once strong countries like Venezuela and Cuba, who now can not even provide the most basic necessities of life for their citizens because they embraced communism and socialism 
We can go down the path of Biden and big government and AOC, and we know where it leads. It's poverty for all. And that's why I'm running for the United States Senate, because we've got to protect the principles established in our Constitution and get back on track, get away from this runaway inflation and get Americans back to work. Amen to that. We're talking with Justin Olson, candidate for U.S. Senate. You can find him online, votejustinolson.com for the state of Arizona. Let's talk about ways that we can do this to get our economy back on track. Right now, obviously, we're spending way too much money. Thank God the Build Back Better plan failed in December, whether they tried again or not, it's up for debate. But, I mean, that would have spent another $5 trillion on top of all the COVID stimulus payments we've done over the last year, on top of the infrastructure bill that was another $1 to $2 trillion. So much money going out right now. What's it going to take to rein some of that in? I mean, the Tea Party tried it a few years back with the cut cap and uh, what was it? Cut cap and balance bill that was phenomenal, but obviously it didn't pass. Is that what we need? Is it just trying to rein in social spending? How do we get our stuff back on track without just uh, just these crazy omnibus bills where we, like Nancy Pelosi likes to say, we have to pass it to see what's in it? Exactly. You know, I ran, you mentioned the Tea Party in 2010. It was the year of the Tea Party. We were so frustrated with too big to fail and the runaway spending at the federal level. And that's what we're seeing now again today in Washington. And that's what we've got to to do. We've got to get government out of the way. The government in this current crisis is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. You know, government is the entity that told folks that they couldn't go to work. And then they subsidized unemployment to a rate that folks are being paid more to stay at home than to show up at work. And so they're not going to show up to interviews and take a new job and get back to work and get the economy rolling again. And we end up with this shortage of labor. We have a shortage of supplies. And in the light of this supply shock, what does the government do? Well, they stimulate demand by issuing stimulus checks and they exacerbate the problem. We've got the runaway inflation, the highest inflation rate we've seen in more than 39 years, just outside of the Jimmy Carter area. We've got to change course. Yeah, we've really got to change course. And, I mean, we break down the budget a lot on the show, and we talk about the difference between the mandatory spending and the discretionary spending, and that mandatory spending being 60%, 70% of the budget. And it's all on autopilot, Justin. We can't stop it. It's the social programs. It's Medicare. It's Medicaid. It's Social Security. It's the WIC program. They grow by 3 4 5 6% every single year without even touching it. We, we bicker about the discretionary spending that includes, by the way, our national fence, which I find a little messed up as well. But then when we say, hey, maybe we should slow down Medicaid expansion from growing from 6%, let's grow up by one5 this year because we can't afford it. And then they scream that we're trying to cut it by 5%. We want people to die in the streets. I mean, there's a... There's a major messaging issue that we need to address, I think. No, you're absolutely right. And that's what we heard in Arizona when I got elected, promising to make balancing the budget my number one priority without raising taxes, without debt, and without new uh, budget gimmicks that the folks had turned to before I got to the legislature. And folks marched on the Capitol and said, it's going to be uh, chaos in the streets. We're going to have all kinds of disasters. It was a parade of deplorables that we saw Uh, demonstrated by our opposition. And what we said is, look, you know what? We've got to do what the electorate sent us here to do. We've got to have a backbone. We've got to have courage. And we've got to make those difficult decisions to balance our budget. We should expect more of our elected officials. What I'm going to introduce when I get to the U.S. Senate is a bill that says in any legislative session where the Congress does not pass a balanced budget, the representatives and the senators should not be paid. We're sending them back there to do one job. And if they can't do that, well, then why are they getting a paycheck? 
You're absolutely right. That is literally the one duty that the House of Representatives is supposed to have is pass a 12 appropriation bill process for the budget, not just one big omnibus bill. And we failed at that since the Obama era, haven't we? No, you're absolutely right. That's uh, the, 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 the disastrous uh, result of the Congress abdicating their responsibility. You know, they, they, they delegate responsibility to the federal branch. I'm so thrilled to see the Supreme Court actually pull that back and say, no, OSHA does not have the authority to put in place a vaccine mandate because this is a broad uh, health care issue that has not uh, as much to do with the limited scope that OSHA was authorized to uh, to operate under. Mm-hmm. And, and yet that's what the Congress has done. They've delegated their responsibility and they've abdicated the, the authority that they have to actually pass legislation that protects the taxpayer. So that's what we need to do. We need to send folks that are going to be a taxpayer watchdog, and I'm going to pass fiscally responsible legislation. Hey, man, I love it. Talking to Justin Olson, candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of Arizona. You can find him online, votejustinolson.com. Justin, we got to take a break here in just a minute. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Awesome. I love it. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the supply chain issues and how do we kind of get that back on track. Plus, as you mentioned, where we go from here with this economy to try and lower the inflation again, get people back into the workforce, maybe find out some of these crazy unions and more, because I think it's going to be a major issue moving forward. Plus, I mean, you living down in Arizona, there's a lot of major issues I want to pick your brain on going down there as well regarding some of the immigration issues and uh, and other things. A lot of good stuff. Big things happening right now. We'll wrap up the show today when we come back here right around the corner. It's Justin Olson on here with the Voice of Reason on a Friday. Can you believe it? Hour's flown right on by. Fastest hour of radio, I'm telling you. I don't care what show you're talking about. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio and other places as well. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, I still think it's absolutely hysterical that we're talking about Donald Trump rallying in Arizona. Speaking of, over the weekend, we have Hillary Clinton back in the news as a potential candidate for the 2024 presidential election, making her great comeback. At this point, she's going to be just like Joe Biden, where she won't be able to remember her name half the time. But by golly, she's going to make her comeback. And if I'm telling you, if we have another Trump Clinton general election of 2024 i don't know what the heck i would do this is going to be nuts welcome back into the program we're talking with the man himself justin olson he is a former state legislator for the state of arizona candidate for u.s senate in uh, the state of arizona as well arizona justin by the way as i mentioned i mean i i'd love the state of arizona you guys are rocking it down there how is the issue with the illegal immigration situation i know we always focus on new mexico and texas quite a bit but is it Okay, there. Do you guys have a handle on this, or is it a madhouse in Arizona just as much as the other states? Oh my gosh, it's an entire madhouse. The border patrol is entirely overwhelmed. There's chaos at the border because of the failed policies of the Biden administration, and Biden can't even be troubled to come see what's going on at the border. It's so frustrating and so upsetting. We've got to go in a different direction. We've got to follow the policies that Trump demonstrated to be effective to get operational control of our border. Yeah. Is there ability for the states to be able to enact some type of, you know, some type of statewide security issue and force the National Guard and have them handle some of this? Because this is supposed to be a federal government issue. They're not handling it. They're just ignoring laws that are on the books. So states, I mean, do we have the right to handle it ourselves? Can we declare a state of emergency in a state and actually have, uh, I don't know, National Guard or somebody go down and just try to do something about this? Absolutely. When I was in the state legislature, I voted to authorize the state guard. I think that we need uh, every resource available to stop this chaos and really this humanitarian crisis at the border. You know, and and so what can states do? Well, you've seen the examples in Texas where they're putting uh, storage units, storage containers on the border and making a makeshift uh, barrier. Uh, But, you know, the federal government really just needs to finish the wall. The federal government needs to reinstate the policies that Trump demonstrated to be effective, like the Remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers. They should properly fund the Border Patrol. They should establish a universal E-Verify requirement. With these simple reforms, we could get operational control of the border and we could stop the chaos that's giving cover to the drug cartels who are trafficking in substances that are killing Americans. Yeah. Amen to that. we got a few minutes left here, but let's talk about moving forward economically again and getting things back on track. What would you say to business owners right now who are the mom and pop retail store, the restaurant, the local, you know, grandma's restaurant, the nightclub and the bar that's there trying to hang on the venue that's trying to put on concerts again? They want to open up, but their entire funds have been drained trying to just stay afloat during COVID without customers. Now they need to get more cash to be able to operate again. How do we get these things back on track? at the same time with all the red tape that we're getting from the federal government. 
you know, I would tell them that they need to pay close attention to what's going on in Washington, D.C., and they need to make their voices heard. And that's what I'm hearing on the campaign trail right now. You know, there's a, an uprising for folks who are fed up with what's going on in Washington, D.C. We can see the examples in Virginia and New Jersey, where in these Democrat strongholds, the Republican won in Virginia and nearly won in New Jersey. This is an indication to me that folks don't want what the Biden administration is selling. And so that's what I'm telling folks. We've got to make our voices heard and we've got to send folks to Washington, D.C., who will be a defense against the radical left and the damage that they're inflicting on our country. Folks who are going to be stalwarts for fiscal responsibility, for limited government, for low taxes and low regulations so that we can get the government out of the way and allow the private sector to flourish. Yeah, I love it. We got about 30 seconds left here real quickly, but do you think this Build Back Better plan, the uh, child tax credit that's really the universal basic income, is that going to be back or the Democrats going to try it again before the midterm elections? And uh, is that a cause for concern? It's a very big cause for concern. You know, my opponent, Mark Kelly, voted for the $3.5 trillion spending plan. Well, we've already got a $28 trillion deficit. He's bankrupting our children's future. We've got to ensure that we pass on a strong and a free country to our kids and our grandkids. That's why I'm running for the United States Senate. I love it. I love it. Are you getting some good traction on the ground? People, uh, some good response so far from people? Yeah, it's been great. I'm the only proven conservative in this race, and that's what folks want. They want someone who's not just making promises, but someone who's demonstrated that they keep them. And that's what I offer to the voters of Arizona, and the message is resonating well with the voters. That's what I'm talking about. Well, good luck on the campaign trail, my friend. Let's get you back on the show again here before the election. What do you say? I'll be looking forward to it anytime. Thanks so much, Andy. Hey, love it. It's Justin Olson, candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of Arizona. You can find him online, votejustinolson.com. Check out all the good stuff there. We appreciate his time very much. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. We will be live even with Martin Luther King Day. We'll have a special Martin Luther King Day episode here on the show. Until then, be your own catalyst for change, your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.